This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armony. No, hold on. It's getting late. Take two. This is Cliff Compton, and you can listen. You're listening to Live from the, what is it, Armory? Like an actual Armory? Armory. Yeah, like an Armory, like a building. Oh, I thought I said something else. All right. Ready? Take six. Yes. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armory. Now I can't stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, don't, why don't we do a different? Why don't we do a different one? Uh, we'll, we'll be original. How about, how about this one? How about we'll make it easy? This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. All right. This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. It's one of the best wrestling shows out there. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. We ought to just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs, I'm not, and I, and I very, very rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist in their nights, then, then I'll do that, so... And the lovely Laura. I am a true and total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. for you all, so if I can have your attention, please. Hear ye, hear ye. Freight Train and Jake Manning have arrived in the UK. Again, hear ye, hear ye. Freight Train and Mr. Jake Manning have arrived in the UK. God bless you all, and God save the Queen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bunkhouse Bob. How you all doing tonight? I'd like to thank my friend uh, Sir William Xavier Creighton for stopping by and, and letting us know that $5 wrestling icon, legend, and all-around good guy, Freight Train, has arrived safely in England. Folks, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. We've got a really good show for you. Tonight we have Ryan Martell and Ronnie Nicole will be joining us tonight. Folks, our studio number is 213 213- 816-1605. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at From the Armory. We are also on iTunes. If you go to uh, iTunes and type in Armory in the search bar and then go down to the podcast link and simply click it, you'll find our show there. Our overseas listeners, our stream can be heard at www.fnxnetwork.com. 
and we'd like to thank all of our listeners. Uh, we really want to thank you, all of our listeners, wherever you're at, for pushing us past the uh, 10,000 download mark. We really appreciate that. And right now, joining me, as always, and no, she is not in England. She is here in the, the good old U.S. of A., is the lovely co-host, the lovely Laura. Laura, how are you tonight? I'm pretty good, Bob. How about you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. Way to... Wait, what a way to start off the show, huh? We've got proclamations, we've got overseas guests, and we've got some guy on the phone already. Let's see who this is real quick. 770, you're on with Live from the Armory. Bob and Laura, the city of Atlanta is in the news, and I had to call because the last time I checked, Atlanta is still the home of Joshua Von Wheeler. And it's still How the home you, of Atlanta right. Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I want to thank you, Bob, for, for putting me on notice that the great Sinclair Broadcasting-owned corporate entity is coming to Atlanta on February, whatever the date was. Yes, I'm going to make a proclamation right here on your guys' show. i got a pretty big show on October the 18th. i got the Evolve heavyweight champion of the world international superstar, former WWE Intercontinental Champion Drew Galloway, is coming to Canton, Georgia, for the Atlanta Res Entertainment Show on October the 18th, and I'm going to do one solid right here. If you buy a Ring of Honor ticket before October 18th, and you send me a photo of the email that you got with your ticket purchase, or you send me the ticket or whatever, I will give you a AWE ticket for $5. Wow. And here's the reason why. People all over Reddit, all over the Internet wrestling community that live in Georgia are saying, there's no good promotions in Georgia. Well, God damn it, I don't freaking do what I do so people like you can say there's no good promotions. So I'm going to put my promotion on the line on October the 18th and say, if you buy a Ring of Honor ticket and you show it to me, that's Joshua Von Wheeler. You can email me at josh at atlantarrestlingentertainment.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can tweet me at Josh Von Wheeler. You show me that ticket, I will give you a code to purchase our ticket for $5. Because I'll show you the Drew Galloway, Chip Day, Corey Hollis, Jimmy Ray, Murder One, Adrian Armour, Silent Cross are just as good as the guys you'll see at Ring of Honor. And I guarantee that. Sounds like quite a deal to me, Josh. Ken, that that's it's that's pretty deal. incredible. So, so Laura, Laura, I know you handle the Twitter for live from the Armory. Please put that out in the Twitterverse right now. You buy that's a ring of honor right ticket, now, Josh. You buy a ring of honor ticket for the February whatever date show it is at the North Atlanta Trade Center, and I will give you a five dollar ticket to come and witness the difference that is Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. We're not corporately owned. We don't have a TV network behind us. We don't have Vince McMahon's marketing money behind us. We can't sit there and get on a WWE documentary about how great Daniel Bryan is. We are doing this out of our own hard-earned ideas, money, vision, and whatever else you got. So, guys, I thank you for everything you do. You, you, you've helped me out a lot. And let's just keep spreading the word that independent wrestling is small business. And the last time I checked is America, and the American dream should still live. Stop the vulture capitalists. Stop the corporations. And let's fight for the little man that wants to survive, too. Thank you very much, Josh. We appreciate that announcement. Thank you very much. And there goes Josh. Always good to hear from former show guests. 
Joshua Wheeler. Uh, there was a little uh, post that was put out uh, by Ring of Honor coming into the Georgia area, uh, something along the lines that uh, Quality Entertainment's coming back to Georgia. I, I hate to inform Ring of Honor, there's already Quality Entertainment in Georgia. You just need to know yes, where to look. Is. You just need to know where to look, and Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment is one of those places to look. So certainly appreciate Josh coming on the show and letting us know that. What a deal for the fans. You buy a Ring of Honor ticket, you send him a picture of the email or the ticket to his information, you get into Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment for 5 bucks. And we'll have more on the uh, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment show as the date draws closer. Laura, uh, do you want to give out the uh, Facebook info for our fans? Because I can remember a lot of stuff, and for some reason I can never remember that. Never remember that. Uh, it is facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. And we're trying to make our Facebook page a little more interactive because sometimes it suffers yep. because um, it's a little hard. It's, since they changed up the format of the page, it's a little hard um, to be so interactive, but we're trying to, and we put out some videos of of the guests this week, and I've also posted, um, you know, a request. If you've got a question for our guests tonight, and you're on Facebook, and you're on our Facebook page, leave the question in the comments. I've put up a status, got a question for our guests tonight. Leave them in the comments section below, and we'll ask on air. I've already got a question to ask. Mr. Ryan Martell, and we'll do that when we get him on. So, like I said, if you want to ask Ryan a question or you want to ask Ronnie Nicole a question, heck, if you want to ask me and Bob a question, just put it down. We'll, we'll, we'll ask. I'm not answering any questions. Uh, <laughs> you can also tweet us if you want to, at From the Armory, studio numbers 213-816-1605. Uh, going over some things that I saw this week, some, some just some notes that I, I jotted down, one note on social media that had everybody buzzing was Roman Reigns undergoing emergency hernia surgery and him being taken off the card at Night of Champions. Uh, we certainly wish uh, Mr. Reigns a speedy recovery. And speaking of Night of Champions, I was asked by one of our partners, www.fnxnetwork.com, to submit my picks for Night of Champions. And I, I you know, picks are one of those things that, you know, you're either a genius or a complete moron over. Uh, and I really stopped doing picks a long time ago. I think I've submitted picks for them one other time, and they were gracious enough to ask me to do picks again for Night of Champions. But I certainly hope that they don't make it a habit. No no offense, Ryan, but, you know, the whole thing is is that you're never going to get rich taking me to Vegas or Atlantic City because I ended up 4-4. Four and four. So... You know, my my picks aren't always aren't always as great as what they seem to be. Um, the other thing that I saw uh, on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, beautiful Bobby Eaton uh, had to be taken to the hospital after suffering what all indicators and what doctors were calling a heart attack in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And I got this information off of his uh, traveling partner manager, uh, Brian Thompson. Some of you may remember Brian from. Uh, TCW, Traditional Championship Wrestling, out of Arkansas. Uh, that's where Bobby lives at, is in Arkansas. Uh, he was at a show for a, a promotion, PWP, and was taken by the venue, uh, taken from the venue by ambulance. From everything that I've read since that time, this was put out uh, early Sunday morning, I believe. Everything that I've read, everything seems to be okay with Bobby. And from what I understand, 
I thought that I saw a post that said that he was going to be available or at a show, I believe, November the 1st. But don't hold me to that. But that's what I saw. Did you see the posts on him, Laura? I did, but I didn't see him a date in which he'd be back in action. I did see where, you know, he had basically symptoms, and they thought maybe it was his diabetes, you know, maybe he had low mm-hmm. blood sugar, but actually it ended up being a heart attack, and they did take him to the hospital, and they got him stable and everything, and that he is mm-hmm. you know, on the mend. Uh, right. And we certainly wish Bobby Eaton the best and a speedy recovery. Um because I've never met Bobby Eaton myself, but I've talked to people who have, and they just say that this guy is a class act. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, there was one other brief thing that I wanted wanted to mention really quickly is that I, I saw where the, one of the sons of uh, Paul Bearer, uh, Percy Pringle, yeah. William Moody, uh, Michael, had passed away. And uh, I saw it from uh, his brother's, actual Facebook page uh, and I was and I put this out on social media late that night how many dirt sheets jumped all over this to get the word out that this this gentleman had passed away and I believe it's Daniel Moody is his, his brother and you can have seen them when uh, Paul Bear was inducted into the Hall of Fame and it, I put out it never ceases to amaze me how somebody can be uh, so ruthless is the. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only word that I can come up with in trying to report something. You know, that life altering. You know, you're dealing with a life and death matter. You know, and have no regard for somebody's uh, obvious emotional distress. You know, there's just no no integrity involved in it. Really, uh, to be honest, to be honest with you, it really pissed me off. You know, I mean, the man just lost his brother, and you've got people that are. And I understand that when you're in a in a public spotlight, you know, in a fishbowl and all that other stuff. I I get it, I get it, but you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm I'm old school, but no, well, um, I understand I, I it's news. That, it is news, but it's not like this breaking news that everybody seems to be rushing to and. You know, I think a lot of times that when people are in the public light, um, other people forget that they're human, too, and that, you know, that person had a family. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they didn't want to see their brother, their father, their friend, you know, um, in, in that kind of light. And Right. Um, it must be so hard to lose your father and then lose your brother. I think it was a span of eighteen months. Something like Something that. Like I, be- that? I believe. I believe that's right. Somewhere in that time and, frame, you know. But this particular yeah. gentleman had suffered three losses. His mother had passed away previous to to uh, to William or Percy or Paul, whatever you want to call him. Then his right. father passes away. Then his brother. You know. So you have three life changing moments, all within the span of you know few years and uh you know it just you know my 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 heart goes out to daniel moody if he happens to hear this uh and we certainly send our condolences to you if you want to uh carry on laura i'm going to take a break and make a phone call and i'll be back certainly certainly um i wanted to talk about this week uh aiwf in mount airy happened this past weekend and uh, something pretty amazing happened. Uh, Justin Flash cashed in his piggy in the bank, which I think is 
one of the best things I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Um, after uh, he and Justin Overstreet, who was the champion, was in a triple threat match with Kevin Phoenix. So after that match ended, Justin Overstreet was victorious, but then Justin Flash said, oh, no, 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 I'm cashing in this, and he won, and now he's the new AIWF world champion. Um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling also had a big uh, show this weekend. They had the tournament for the vacated U.S. tag team titles, Air America, which is made up of Gavin Daring and Skylar Cruz. I've seen them twice. These kids can fly, move. It's incredible. They are the new uh, NWA U.S. Tag Team Champions, and we wish Air America a long reign. Um, I also want to talk about real briefly Chase Owens. He is the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. He'll be heading to Japan soon, so congratulations, Chase. Um Great news to hear that you will be heading off uh, to Japan, and I can just imagine where this is going to take your career, so good luck. Um, Also briefly wanted to mention uh, two indie stars were on the uh, pay-per-view this weekend and on Raw on Monday night, uh, Vordell Walker and um, Donnie Dollar um, were security guards. Um, (laughs) It's just great when you see indie talent like that um, getting their foot in the door. So we hope that this leads to um, something bigger and um, incredible uh, for those two. So congratulations, guys. Um, I did. Did you I see this? I, did, I didn't know if you saw this, Laura. I, I just wanted to throw this out here. I saw another post from somebody uh, on Bordell Walker. He actually had a match. I believe it was a dark match on SmackDown. Oh, awesome. You know, because it, it's, it's going to be taped, and I'm uh, – I know I'm going to get this name wrong, and I know George is going to kill me. I want to say it was Tyler Bateman. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. I think Hold so. On. I, you you go on. I'm going to try to find it because I I I, I okay. don't want to I don't want to put this out wrong. It was a uh, like a tag of a tag of a tag of a post, and you know I'm just scrolling as fast as I can. So you you go on. Wait a second. I found it. Um. I found it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Me, you know, my pal, ring record, Vordell Walker, made the WWE loop. Uh, it doesn't say who he faced. So I'm going to retract the name. It does, I thought it was Tyler Bateman, but I could be very, very wrong about that. Uh, yeah, no, wait a second, I got it. Uh, I can't read it, the freaking writing. I'm sorry, Tyler Breeze, my fault. So, oh, any yes. wrestler, Bordell Walker, who worked Lord WWE's Castle's Night of favorite. Champions, yeah, yeah worked uh, WWE uh, SmackDown Dark Match against Tyler Breeze is who he wrestled. So, uh, just want to make sure that we got it right. So, uh, very, very cool. We actually got to see uh, Bordell Walker wrestle in person. Excellent talent. So, hats off to Bordell Walker. Carry on, Laura. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're totally fine. Um, I do want to go off a little bit on a on a rant, um, and it won't be long, I do promise. Um, I am friends with Tessa Blanchard on Facebook, and I would like to think that, you know, I am friends with her outside of Facebook as well. Um, she had posted a couple of photos that she had just had done, and um, someone on her Facebook uh, commented that um, 
she was putting out a poor image for girls. It was an unrealistic uh, body image to obtain and that he knew that he had Photoshopped. This really made me angry because... I'm a woman, and I know all about body image. Believe me, I know all about negative body image. But Tessa Blanchard looks that way. I don't even think this dude had even seen her in person. She didn't Photoshop anything. Tessa Blanchard works really, really hard to get the body that she has. And I say good on her. Keep on putting out that positive body image because I think she does have a positive body image because it's like, if you work really hard and believe in yourself and what you want in life, this is what you can have. A healthy body, Absolutely. a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. And that that's a no brainer. It just made me mad. Tommy Thomas was on there talking, you know, about it too and a couple of other people and Johnny Smalls, previous mm-hmm. guest as well, and it was just like mm-hmm. dude. She didn't Photoshop anything. And it was like, you know, just send me that picture, Tessa, and I'll send it to a Photoshop website, and we'll see who's Photoshopped. Dude, this is what she likes. It just made me mad. And Tessa, you know, it's like, I work hard to get this way. I'm not using any Photoshop techniques. So I just wanted to put that out there because it just really, really made me angry to see somebody who's working hard like Tessa to be, you know, some idiot comes along and says crap like that. Well, you know, here's here's the deal, is that a lot of times when we get the IWC and the thumb thugs get get all worked up, you know, they've had one too many sodas or that extra pot of coffee, you know, and they've got nothing better to do than to troll around on the Internet and troll people's Facebook pages. You know, if they'd scroll down and looked and saw pictures of Tessa in the gym working out or her going on a hike, you know, or whatever, they would understand that, you know, Tessa Blanchard is an athlete. She's an athlete. And when you're an yeah. athlete, you eat the right things, you work out, you train, and that's what she does. Just because that she is a wrestler doesn't mean that she gets carte blanche and can go eat whatever she wants, just lay around and this, that, and the other. She stays in shape. She's an, she's an athlete. She's a performer. That's what she does for a living. So... Photoshop. Photoshop and CGI and all that other stuff has ruined the Internet. But Tessa Blanchard yeah, ruined, hasn't. Ruined everybody. Yeah. yeah. I knew that when I saw an image of the Millennium Falcon flying over San Francisco Bay. I knew that the Internet was a work. Speaking of works, coming up right now, our our guest coming up right now is uh, Ryan Martell. Uh, as booked, as promised, as guaranteed, as billed. And uh, some of you may not know Ryan, and some of you may, but uh, we'd like to welcome Mr. Ryan Martell to the show. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, You know, it's uh, another Wednesday night, and we're live at the Armory Wrestling Show. How are you tonight, sir? I mean, I I could be better, but I can't really complain. Okay. Okay. Uh, with me on the other end of the phone, as always, is the, the other co-host of the show, Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Ryan? Hey, Ryan. Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm doing good. Always Ryan, good we, uh, you. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Ryan, we want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Uh, for some of our listeners uh, that may not uh, be familiar with you, 
why don't you tell us some of the promotions you've worked for and in what capacity have you worked in those promotions? I have worked for Extreme World Wrestling as a commentator um, and a manager. I have mm-hmm. worked for Fireball's Grindhouse Music Show as a commentator and announcer. Um, I have done various fairs around the North Carolina area uh, for New New Blood, right, Zane? Yeah. New Blood Championship Wrestling. Um, I think that about covers it for me. I was a manager for New Blood, and uh, I did, did commentary stuff for the, the Grindhouse Music Show. Okay. Now, do you do you have a personal preference between commentary or managing? Is there something that you're more comfortable with or something that you feel better suited for? Um, I enjoy managing better because it has more crowd interaction. Um, I do like doing the commentary, though. It's just uh, there's not as much room for me to really let out the performance, if you will. Right. Now, I'd like to get your opinion on something. What is your opinion right now? You were talking about commentary and managing, and uh, there are there are a few that, that, that stand out, but I wanted to get your view on this. The opinion of, of mainstream televised wrestling today, whether in commentary or managing, what is your opinion of what we see today on TV? I feel like our commentary is very wishy-washy on TV. It's not really bad, but it's not really as good as it could be, I feel like. I feel like Michael Cole could do a lot better, JBL as well, because you remember when they were on SmackDown, they did fucking fantastic together. And uh, it seems like now it's just all really watered down and not really commentary so much as it is just um, random of the storylines that are going on. Most of it, most of it seems to be nothing more than either promotion of the next match, or the WWE app, or talking about another wrestler while two wrestlers are already in the ring. There's no concentration on the product. And well, TNA, you know I, I stopped watching TNA months ago. What, what was that, Ryan? I said, you know, the WWE Network's only nine ninety nine, right? I, I did. They have a network. Yeah, I think the, I think that's what they say every like every so often on that show. I wasn't even aware of it. No, I'm just kidding. I know I know Laura's got some questions for you, Ryan. All right. Uh, uh, sorry about this, guys. I'm trying to catch up on Twitter. Um, Ryan, how long have you been involved in wrestling, and how did you get started in the business? I got my start when Superzilla came to me and said he wanted to start doing um, personality bookings. He wanted to be uh, a manager. He wanted to do his little thing. And um, that's been about two years ago now, maybe a year. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It was was Extreme World Wrestling. That was where I first started getting him the bookings. I was behind the scenes doing stuff for him. making sure all of his travel arrangements were taken care of and whatnot. I didn't actually start managing myself until earlier this year in May. So as an on-screen personality, less than a year, behind the scenes, a year, maybe a year and a half. And Superzilla brought me back, brought me into the business. 
I see. I see. We're going to talk about Superzilla here in just a bit, but I did want to ask you as well, um, how is business going with figure four collectibles? And let's and let's talk about it a little bit and let people know exactly what that is. Well, figure four collectibles is basically uh, your one-stop shop. You can get uh, DVDs, T-shirts, uh, other memorabilia from wrestling. Uh, we also special order MMA uh, and horror movies. So if that's your thing, you know, just message us on the Facebook and we'll see what we can do for you. Uh, we have a website right now, figure4collectibles.com, where you can purchase pretty much everything in our inventory. I think it's up to date with everything. We have a lot of Jack Specific classic action figures. I think we have three different Superstar Billy Grahams, um, a Triple H, and a Rock that are like the old um, LRG action figures, the big rubber ones. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, those are really cool. Uh, I don't know if we still have the Bruiser Brody action figure. But I was going to ask you point, about that. We did at one point have the Bruiser Brody action figure, but I think it's been mm-hmm. sold. I'm not 100% oh. sure. You have to check on our website. I'll have to do that. Dang it. Um, I happened to see on Facebook where you were talking about how Rob Killjoy mugged you. Um, how did you? How did he do that? And what are your plans for vengeance? First of all, Rob Killjoy is a toothless son of a crack whore, and I don't care who knows. <laughs> I don't care who knows it. That son of a bitch brought me into the ring. I'm not a wrestler. I am not anywhere near the level of these guys as far as physicality. He brought me into the ring at the fair in uh, Troutman, North Carolina, and I ended up getting uh, pancaked by Zane and knocked out in the ring. And when I woke up, my vest was gone, my wallet, my shoes. My pants were pulled down to my ankles. I felt violated. I really did. (laughs) Rob Killjoy is no good, and I I don't care who knows it. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Rob Killjoy back for that. Have to get Zane to power bomb him super hard in a match or something. So so basically, Zane's gonna have to do it for you, basically. Oh yeah, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Lover, not a fighter. Okay, yeah. I'll um, I'll uh, tweet that out here in just a moment. Um, you definitely should. <laughs> um, speaking of another person that you just absolutely adore, uh, I know that you cut a promo on why you don't like Justin Fireball. And for our listeners who may not have heard it. Why is it that you dislike Fireball so much? Um, let me just. Why don't we just talk about why I do like Fireball? Let me talk about the things I like about Fireball. It's a lot easier, a lot quicker. Okay. There's more. There's less to less talking, and we can move on to another subject. And the thing I like about Fireball is, um, shit. What do I like about Fireball? Um. He wears Chuck Taylors. Those are cool. That's about it. Uh, no, Fireball's a, a terrible human being. I don't know if any of you have actually had dealings with this human being and 
I use human being very loosely because uh, he looks more like the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, if any of you have ever seen that movie, hopefully you have, because if you haven't, you're messing up in life. Um, Justin Fireball is a racist. Well-known fact that he's a racist. Um, yes, yeah, sure, he's booked black people, but let's be real, he's booked very stereotypically black people. He's either booked the the ones that pass that could pass personality-wise as quote-unquote white, and it's been a really ghetto dude. And um, I think that's no coincidence. I'm pretty sure it very much matches up with Fireball's racism. Um, Fireball's a, a very homophobic person as well. I, I invited him to go to the Gay Pride March with me in Charlotte, and he told me, I don't believe in that. You don't believe in what? That homosexuals exist? Um, he, we're not going to get into all the, the stupid stuff he's done for girls because that, we've all done stupid shit for girls. Uh, we're not going to talk about the horse he bought for a girl. We're not going to talk about the two engagement rings he bought for different girls that just ended up leaving his ass. Um, he, he has been a really bad friend to me as of late. Uh, we used to be really close. I drove him to his first few shows, helped him with his bags and everything, and sold his merch for him. Um, back in May, I fell on hard times. I found myself homeless. Um, so I called the person that I thought would be willing to help me out, a guy with a house that had a guest bedroom and a bed in it and you know, somebody that I've known for a really long time expecting, you know, him to be like, okay, dude, come on, I'll fucking, I'll put you up till you can get on your feet. Um, no, he gave me this roundabout, I don't know, man, I, blah, 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 blah. So I was just like, fuck it, dude, I don't give a fuck, I'll find somebody else. And then I went out and lived in my car for a week, lived in a friend's house in Columbia for a couple of days, uh, I stayed on my business partner at Figure Four Collectibles couch for a while, and now here we are at Zane Riley's house on the couch. So everybody that I just mentioned, my friend Travis at Figure Four Collectibles, um, my friend Cassie in Columbia, and my my current bro, couch bro Zane Riley, uh, they're all infinitely better people than Fireball could ever dream of being. Um, He's a terrible booker. I don't know if you've ever been to one of his shows, but it's pretty awful. And the fact that he hasn't booked you me for I the have. last the fact that he hasn't booked me for the last two, and the attendance is getting lower as they progress without me, kind of speaks to the fact that he doesn't know what the fans want. Because I mean, let's just face it: Ryan Martell was the most over part of the first Grindhouse show. You did do well on commentary. I did a, a fabulous job on commentary. I carried Tommy Thomas that night. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I put out a question on Facebook and said that if you had a question for our guests, um, leave it in the comment section. And I got one, and I'm going to ask it of you. Okay. Why do you think you're qualified to shoot on professional wrestling and professional wrestlers? 
That's a good question. Um, the only answer is because I am a human being with a voice. I can speak. I have the ability to articulate sentences together. And um, that's pretty much all I need. You know, there's a lot of other things that could make me more qualified to speak on it, such as being a more versed student of the game or being a being more uh, physically trained for the job that I do. But the bottom line is, if I had the money to spend on it, I would definitely go to Hot Spots and train with George South. www.hotspots.com that is. Um, you can get gear there. You can't get that at Figure Four Collectibles. Um, you can get some other stuff there, you know. Uh, but right, right. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, give me one second. I hear Zane Riley in the background. Tell him he got all the free plugs that he was going to get last week. <laughs> Zane's uh, he over. He heard you. Zane is over, and so is Hotspots. Also, yeah. <laughs> if you want to send us your bottle caps, world. Uh, <laughs> we are collecting bottle caps. You can send it to Hot Spots oh. and uh Zane will collect them from Hot Spots and oh boy. We'll we'll, them and we'll we'll save them for the end of the world. Okay. For, for what? Um that's going to be the currency when the world ends. Bottle caps. Bottle caps. Yep. And Zane's told you that, right? No, it it's um it's actually from a video game called Fallout. Oh, okay, I okay. I don't know anything about it because I'm not a nerd. Um, I, unless it comes to wrestling, then I'm a nerd. I'm a professional wrestling nerd, but every other aspect of my life, I'm pretty normal. Uh, but, yeah, a friend of mine was telling me all about this game, Fallout New Vegas, and the, the end of the world, and bottle caps, and so that's the thing I do for her. Yeah. I see, I see. Okay, all right. Well, um, well you talked about Superzilla a little bit. And um, please tell us who he is and what he has done in wrestling. And, you know, a lot of people are asking, when is Superzilla going to make his long-awaited return? Well, Superzilla is a wrestler, a legend in the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, from the land of the rising sun, Japan. He is a um, unrecognized and undocumented former NWA Southeast champion. Um, all the video footage of him ever working in the United States has been buried in a vault by Vince McMahon because of a scandal that happened between Superzilla and Linda McMahon years ago. Uh, oh! Any, any videotape of him from Japan is from too far back, and it's way too bad quality to ever be uploaded to the internet. So that's why you won't find much Superzilla stuff from his in-ring days. I believe there is a, 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 a match with him and a wrestler that wrestles out of Hickory that will not be named for personal reasons. Um, I have yet to see it, but it's apparently one of that wrestler's first matches, and I'm like, what better person to have one of your first matches with than a legend such as Superzilla? 
So true. So so very true. Um, you talked about XWW a little bit, and um, now that XWW is tentatively coming back in uh, 2015, um, do you plan on reclaiming the U.S. title, or are you going to manage someone for that U.S. title? Because you were managing James Drake, correct? Yes, James Drake was my United States champion. Um, right. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to give you a solid answer because, well, Manny Mac and Johnny Smalls are probably, they're not as bad as Fireball, but they're very close to being as bad as Fireball as as far as booking goes. They're not terrible human beings. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Johnny Smalls as a human being. But two guys, those two guys booking a show, it's like it's like Beavis and Butthead running a wrestling show. It's just Mark City over there. They don't know what's going on. They don't know left from right over there. Um, hopefully they're going to be smart and bring Ryan Martell back. Um, I've heard works of a Martell's Corner live. Um, I don't know which promotion that's going to happen at first, but there are a few battling for that spot on their show. So we'll see where it goes. All righty. Uh, Ryan, we, we've got a caller. Do you mind taking a call? Uh, go ahead. All right, let's see who this is. 704, you're on with Live from the Armory. Uh, yes, sir. My name's uh, Tyler, and um, I was at a recent Grindhouse Wrestling show. I believe it was the first one, and uh, I know there were some words exchanged, I believe, between Big Country and Mr. Martell there, and I was wondering if that was a work or was that a shoot or what happened there because they were pretty okay. harsh. Okay. Thank you for your call. Ryan, you want to answer that? I I had a feeling somebody was going to ask me about that fucking son of a bitch. Um, let me tell you something about Big Country. Big Country's mad at Ryan Martell because Big Country's been wrestling and putting his body on the line uh, for this sport and can't get over for shit. Whereas Ryan Martell just shows up, does his goddamn thing, and he's over as fuck. So, yeah, that was shoot. Um, Big Country seems to have some kind of problem with me. Uh, I don't get it. I've always been real nice to the guy. Um, always put him over as a heel whenever I did the commentary and announcing gig. I don't, I don't get it, but if that's the way he wants to be about things, then fuck him. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I am always <laughs> doing the Twitter thing. Well, Ryan, we would like to thank you for being our guest tonight. We appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, your experiences in professional wrestling. And I know you want to promote um, your podcast, so if you would go ahead and do that. Oh, yeah, I have a podcast. It's currently on hiatus, though, so I would not really promoting much, but if you go on podomatic.com and you type in Martell's Corner, it should come right up. Um, I don't know when I'm going to start doing it again, uh, just because the time constraints. Is, is, I'm busy a lot. I work here and there, and I also do the wrestling stuff when I'm not doing my shoot job. Um, but, yeah, you can check that out. 
also, I want to go ahead and say that um, you can check me out on Twitter at Babyface Bruiser, Instagram at BBY Face Bruiser. Um, I have the Tumblr thing if that's what you're into. It's Mr. Martell to you. Tumblr.com. Also, message me on Facebook. I'm always open to take any kind of bookings, announcing, managing, or commentary. Just hit me up, give me a number, let me know what, what's going on. And I want to take this second right now while I got the, the forum to do it to call out Brian Kanabruski from PWX. Um, me and him exchanged a few Facebook messages a, a while back, and we we kind of we kind of got unfinished business. I feel like so, Brian, go ahead and message me back on Facebook. Let me know something, and uh, hopefully you'll have the premier manager at the premier wrestling experience soon. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm a little speechless at that. Um, are you? Do you have any upcoming events that you want to promote? I don't, actually. I am not booked on the next Grindhouse show. Surprise, surprise. Um, I don't think there's any fairs coming up here soon, so... I don't currently have any booking, so any promoter out there that wants a manager, a commentator, or, or announcer, or just an overall personality, you know, call Ryan Martell. All righty. You heard it here, folks. And, and, Ryan, we would like to thank you for spending time with us this evening and telling us all about yourself. Thank you, Laura. It's been – the pleasure has been all mine. Um I'm sorry if I let anybody down by not burying people more. I know I promised a, a big burial, but I've put over more than I, I buried tonight, I feel like. I, I, I don't know about that, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I only really buried Fireball. That's why they have buried live for matches, Ryan. People can do that all by themselves. <laughs> well, Thank you again, Ryan. We appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. All right. And there goes Mr. Martell. So if you're into collecting bottle caps and waiting on the end of the world and want to mail those in, it seems that uh, Ryan and Zane Riley are now in the bottle cap collecting business aside from wrestling. That's solid information to have. Waiting on the end of the world with yeah, bottle I, caps. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Daryl Dixon to come along myself. Yeah, and I don't think he's gonna have a pocket full of bottle caps either. So No, I don't think so either, but you never know. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> wanna thank Mr Martell for being on the show this evening. Uh I was not familiar with uh with Ryan, uh, had saw a couple of things that he had done, and uh, certainly wish Ryan the best of luck. Uh, hope that he uh, finds what he's looking for. So, now I know that there are some events that are coming up, and when I came across this one, Lauren, I know you're going to read down these. 
mm-hmm. especially the one about championship wrestling from Hollywood. Pay special attention to this, folks, because this doesn't happen often. Laura, you want to go on and read down through these? I do. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It's a non-televised event on Friday, September 26th at the Panoma Masonic Lodge in Panoma, California. 7.30 bell time, scheduled to appear. The Rockness Monsters, one of which is our is previous guest, Johnny Yuma. Yep, Joey Johnny Ryan, Yuma and Johnny Goodtime. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, the Family Stone, which I'm sure our good friend Stu Stone will be there. Uh, yep. Mikey O'Shea and all the stars of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You get more information at www.hollywoodwrestling.com, and I believe this is what you were wanting to talk about. Absolutely. Usually, folks, when Championship Wrestling from Hollywood has a non-televised event, it's because somebody on the card that is under contract that can't be shown on TV will be there. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. They did this a few months ago uh, when Samoa Joe showed up out there because at that point in time in his contract, he is uh, with TNA, he is not allowed to be on advertised indie events, and it was kind of let out that he was there. So I would expect the very same thing here, not that Samoa Joe is going to show up, but there is a reason, folks, why it is a non-televised event. So if you get out there to Panoma on the 26th, probably going to see something special out there. I would I would say so. And also, um, CZW presents Deja Vu Saturday, September 27th from the Rockstar Pro Arena in Dayton, Ohio, 7.30 bell time, scheduled to appear. Drew Gulak. Shane Strickland, Latin Dragon, my BFF, Caleb Conley, Kimberly, and others. You can find more information at www.czwrestling.com. ROH is going to have a TV taping on Saturday, September the 27th at the Westco Bank Arena in Wheeling, West Virginia. If Wheeling wasn't like up in the panhandle of West Virginia, I might go to this. But seeing how it is like probably seven hours from me. Mm, it's not going to be a go. 7 p.m. bell time scheduled to appear. AJ Styles, Matt Seidel, <laughs> Cedric Alexander, my my good friend Cedric Alexander. He always gives me shit at PWX. Um, Adam Cole, Adam Page, and many more. More information at www.rohwrestling.com. Yeah, Ring of Honor is starting to move into some markets when Josh had called earlier, they're coming up into some markets that they don't normally uh, travel to. Uh, in addition to the uh, going into the Atlanta area, I saw another post, and I almost jotted it down, and then I got caught up in something else. If I'm not mistaken, I thought that I saw something about Ring of Honor going out to California, but I can't, I don't want to be held to it. I'd have to I'd have to get that information from our Ring of Honor aficionado, Mr. George Coles from the Heel Heat Show. So I'd uh, I'd really I'd really like to get his really like to get his uh, take on that because, um, uh, like I said, I, it's one of those things that I don't want to I don't want to provide the misinformation. I'm sitting here chatting and trying to uh, trying to talk and do a bunch of other stuff all at the same time. Uh, let's see here. I, I'm going to try to check it real quick, folks, because we got some time before we get uh, Ronnie on the phone, and I want to give her her due diligence. 
Um, I could have sworn that I uh, I saw this, and I just can't remember where I saw it at. So bear with me here just a second. See, we do things on the fly. This is, yes, it's how we do. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm getting it pulled up now here. Yeah, no, that's not it. Too much dead air. Laura, won't you uh well won't you carry on with something and let me see if I can find it. Let me see Um, I am trying to carry on with something. Um And it just went away. Sorry about that, folks. Um, As Bob said, we do have Ronnie Nicole coming up at the 8 o'clock hour. Um, If you guys have any questions whatsoever, tweet me. Um, Bob says he won't answer any questions, but he'll answer a question. I'll make you answer. No, I won't. Um, And I know what we can talk about. Lord, have mercy. I thought I was going to throw up. Um, What? Matt Hardy's birthday. Good God. Bob puts on his Facebook page, Happy birthday to the greatest man who ever lived. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to throw up. What? What what were you going to throw up for? He is not the greatest man who ever lived. Well, of course he is. Oh, my Jesus. What? Oh, my God. Folks, Matt Hardy. Bark bags out. It's it's going to be bad. No, it's not going to be bad. And I'm sorry, folks. Our our concentration span is that of a gnat. We're sitting here trying to provide a a credible, entertaining show, and we're sitting here on our phones like we've got ADD. Well, we're gonna we're gonna stick to the matter at hand. Now, Laura's got me fired up. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give this to you in four simple words in plain English, so that everybody hearing the sound of my voice, can understand it. Thank God, Matt Hardy. Oh, my Jesus. Okay. Well, let me, let's talk a little bit about what happened in, you know, Smithfield. Oh. Come on. Yeah. I told you the Bravados were going to beat them, and everybody yeah. laughed at me. No, the Bravados cannot beat the Hardys. Guess what, folks? Bravado bandwagon just rolled right into Smithfield and ran right over the Hardys. I think goes. I know who. They're the Bravados. Uh, hold on a second. I think that this is someone here to back me up. Oh, 863, you're on with live from the Armory. Bunkhouse Bob, lovely Laura, it's your good friend, George. And Speak I heard of my the name devil. is kind of like Tommy. It's kind Speak of like of the uh, devil, and he appears. Say my name enough. <laughs> comes <laughs> right on. <laughs> I say no. Speak of the devil, and he appears. That's what I say. George George Coles is the devil, ladies and gentlemen. George Coles no, is I, not I, the I, devil. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a nice guy. I've been called what? worse, man. I've been called what? worse, so I can live what's with that. Called? What what what's going on, George? Did, did, was I right? Did I hear? Did I see something like that? Well, you're right. They're doing two things out on the on the west coast. I I believe other than doing um, they sent out matches for a wrestling convention a couple of years back, but it was just like a spotlight on somebody else's card. 
but I believe this is their first foray into the West Coast. They're going to Las Vegas for the 13th anniversary anniversary show in March, and then at the end of March they're going to Red, Redwood City, California, which I'm not familiar where that is. I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, I believe that's right by Hollywood. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But okay. they're uh, they're venturing out into uncharted territories now. Now, Bob, yeah. I know you know, and uh, Laura may not be as familiar, but if you remember, ECW took a similar trajectory and kind of overshot their uh, audience a little bit. Yeah, they started to they started going out into a, a further loop, and the problem that they ran into. Uh, if I remember correctly, George was is that the the programming was either non-existent or it was on some obscure channel, you know, at some crazy time in the morning. And you got to remember, folks, we're talking about back in the time before DVR, when you had a uh, VHS recorder, uh, and if you could set the proper time on it, you know, without it, you know, because VCRs actually did something other than just Flash 12, you could actually program them at one point in time. I know that's stunning to you all. Uh, you know, and if you were lucky to catch it on at 2 in the morning and you taped it like I did, you know, that's uh, that was part of the problem. And people just weren't familiar with the product. Uh, and it was either it was either too little or too late. You know, by the time they got familiar with the product, uh, you know, they had already came and went, you know, in and out of that town. And the draws weren't, you know, that good. And they just started getting further and further out. But, you know, and that's the thing that we've talked about about Sinclair. So, you know, they are venturing into some new channels. I have noticed that. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, maybe this is a feeling out process, kind of like what with the pay-per-view was, to see what kind of interest is out there. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Well. Yeah, I hope it does well for them. I'd hate to see, you know, them overextending being the thing that crushes them. Right. But I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I know they're coming into Florida here. They've they very rarely ran Florida shows, and the thing is, I see it a lot because you know I run in the in a Florida circle. A lot of people mm-hmm. call, you know, I want we want Ring of Honor in Florida. We want Ring of Honor in Florida. Then right. when it comes here, they sell 300 seats for a for a thousand seat arena. Right. And I hate to tell I you, know. but if you sell 300 seats in a thousand seat arena, they're not coming back. Right. I'm going to let you and Laura finish this conversation. I'm going to take a break and make a phone call, and I'll be right back. Well, George, I know that you'll agree with me that Matt Hardy is not the greatest person who ever lived or the greatest person alive or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, Laura, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle here. I, I think Matt Hardy is is a good worker. I've enjoyed he what is. he's done on the Ring of Honor roster. I've enjoyed his run in the Indies. Um, but me and you have talked about this, and and I, I hate to say it with Bob being on the other line because he doesn't get to defend his boy a little bit. I I'm not a Matt Hardy fan. I appreciate him, but I believe that Matt and Jeff Hardy are a a Sabu and Rob Van Dam tribute band. <laughs> And that's that's what I've always considered them. I mean, Matt Hart, they've both done extremely well. They've probably done better than Sabu and Van Dam did monetarily. Right. But to me, 
to me, they everything that's special about them, I seen years before being done in a little bingo hall by by Van Dam and Sabu. And that's that's no knock on them. I mean, there's plenty of wrestlers uh, that have pretty much usurped or imitated other people's styles. Happens all the time. Ric Flair, probably one of the most successful wrestlers of all time, stole his entire gimmick from Buddy Roberts. Or Buddy Rogers. True. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Got the got the nature boy and the free bird confused a bit. But so it's <laughs> it's not a knock on knock on him, but to me the I I'm a fan of the originals. I think I think Matt's Matt's good. I wouldn't consider him the greatest thing since sliced bread. Hold on now, George. Don't get carried away. I, I did say I, I didn't feel right saying it without you on the line, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just back. Please, you can say it. Uh, I th- are we talking about the decade? No, no. We're talking about um, <clears throat> Matt Hardy as the greatest man that ever lived or greatest oh, okay, man yeah. living. Okay. All right. I, I, I thought, you know, well, I, I you told know. Laura, to kind of sum, sum, summarize, I told Laura I, I think he's great. I've done great in Ring of Honor, great on the Indies. I like mm-hmm. him as a worker, but I've always considered the Hardy Boys, uh, Sabu and Rob Van Dam tribute band. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion, George, and you, and you and I have never mixed words over anything. And you know, I, I respect your opinion. I don't agree with it, but I respect your opinion. See, we can have a I'm pleasant conversation. We have a, we can have a pleasant conversation without. It always getting down to, to minced words and, and hurt feelings, like what happens with Laura and I when I crush, you know, all of her valid points. So, you know, it, it's fine. Whatever. And and like I told Laura, I'm not knocking him. Ric Flair took the Nature Boy gimmick. Other people have taken things and incorporated them and made them their own. Right. And you know, Matt Hardy, uh, Matt, Matt and Jeff have been more successful than Van Dam and Sabu have. There's right. no, there's no denying it. But right. to me, you know, every and you know, Bob, you've seen it. Every move that they did as a team, and most of the moves they do as singles wrestlers, I've seen before they did it in a bingo hall. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying that's how I look at him. I don't dislike Matt Hardy. He's not one of my favorites. I think he's better than Laura gives him credit for, but maybe not as good as Bob does. Yeah, I, I think one of the big, one of the big criticisms has always been that when they were split apart and they went on to singles careers, it was as if they were still using tag team. Uh, they were still using tag team moves, the same move sets, and not progressing or going forward with singles move sets. And I, I think now, that's probably I, one of the, the biggest criticisms that I've heard. I will say I, I I'd say that with Jeff, not with Matt. Not I with think Matt, Matt yeah. evolved. I think Matt evolved his style, and he works a more classical heel style. I, I think Matt Hardy has a lot of uh, his friend Steve Carino influence in him. I think he took and incorporated some of what Carino did into his style. You know, mm-hmm. and, they, and I know they're friends, and they've been friends forever. So it's probably, you know, a little bit more of they've been doing that for as long as they've been friends. But I think Matt. To me, Jeff being more successful as a single is an abomination. I think Matt is by far the better of the two. Right. 
Well, I'd like to talk, Matt Hardy, with you all night because you know that I could, George, but unfortunately, we, we're not unfortunately, we have to move on. We've, we've got another guest that we've got to go to. I certainly appreciate I you. Both. I certainly appreciate you calling in and, and making sure that I have my information correct because you know that I'm I'm a guy about correct information. I don't like putting that stuff out there. So thank you for calling in, George. I, I appreciate it. No problem. Have a great show, guys. All right. Thank you. And there goes our good friend George Coles. Like I said, we could have sat here and talked about Matt Hardy all night long, couldn't we, Laura? Uh, I get the raspberries again. I get the raspberries again. That's terrible. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to go on and move on with the show. Uh, joining us now, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Joining us now is a lady that I, I first caught uh, caught notice of a few months ago, and we're going to, going to talk about it with her. Uh, but I'm very happy to, to, to announce that we have on the show for you tonight uh, Miss Ronnie Nicole, and we're going to bring her on air now. Hi, Ronnie. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello, Bob. Hello, Laura. How hey, are you Ronnie. this evening? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing fine, doing fine. And as you know, with me on the other end of the line, as always, is the other co-host of the show, Laura. Laura, you want to say hey? Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Hi, Laura. I'm doing so well. How about you? Having a good night? Having a good night talking to you. What could be better? (laughs) I'm so glad to be here, guys. Thank you so much. I'm really honored you asked me to be on, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, that's the the honor is all ours. I'm sorry. We got kind of sidetracked there with a a Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy ring dissertation on Ring of Honor and tag team splitting and all that. So we got to get back on track. Uh, Ronnie, we certainly thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Um, Like I had said, I first heard about you a few months back from the Dynamite Diva, Michelle Wilkins. We had her on the show, and she had mentioned you as, as one of her tougher opponents. And the, and the And she talked about the matches that you two had had. Can you give me your opinion of the Dynamite Diva Michelle Wilkins and what you may have learned or not learned from her? Um, well, Bob, you know, my grandmother told me that giving your opinion is like passing gas. You know, not everybody not everybody will admit that they do it, but everybody does it. Um, right. That being said, <laughs> um, I we have a fierce competition because you're both larger statured brawler women um and so i can say that i have learned so far from michelle uh the dynamite the dynamite diva how to really think on my feet um she always brings a little something extra to the ring with her that i'm not expecting and so every match i've had to kind of react uh quickly uh to something she's done and it's awesome because wrestling is constantly evolving, and it's a learning process that is that goes on your whole career. So having the ability to do that very quickly in a situation such as a show is important. And for me to be able to face her and consistently be tested, that's awesome for me. Um, at the time, challenging, yes, but you know, overall, right. it's awesome because I'm I'm getting better. I'm thinking faster. I'm having to analyze what she's doing and what all of her experience that she's brought with her 
that has formulated a totally different story in her mind. So we're meshing two stories. And so I'm reacting to what her character does and she's having to, you know, respond to what my character does. And neither of us knows a hundred percent what's going to happen. But the fact of the matter is, is we're professionals and we go out there and we really try to bring the intensity and she adds that extra level of surprise. So with that intensity and that surprise, it has improved me definitely as a wrestler. And I'm looking forward to October 11th. That's when, uh, I don't know if she told you, but that's when we face each other again um, in Kinston at High Volume Pro Wrestling. Um, I don't know if she knows. I don't know if the promoter knows, but I'm bringing a table. Uh, you mentioned Sabu. I'm an ECW girl at heart, and so she's going through a table. I don't know if she knows that. Well, she just found out, uh, so I hope she's ready. Um, oh, my goodness. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so all we're, we're going. we're going to increase the volume on the violence is yes. what you're trying to tell me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because we have very physical matches, Bob. Like, at the end of my matches with her, I look like a peach that has been kicked down the aisle of a grocery store because <laughs> I'm just covered with bumps and bruises. And I'm like, how did I even get a bruise there? You know, so right. it's time for her to uh, to get the favor returned. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm going to bring a table. I named her Tina, and uh, Tina's coming to the room with me. <laughs> now we're naming now we're naming the tables too. That you know it's always personal when you name the table. Oh yes, it is very <laughs> personal. Oh my goodness. She tries to make a fool of me, Bob. Every time we get in the ring, you know, she tries to get the crowd on her side and make me mm-hmm. look like a fool and I'm just going to the ring to do my job as a professional. Okay. And so I don't I don't have time for it. You know, the past couple times we've matched up, I will admit, I have not been successful as far as getting the win. I've gotten the win in other ways. You know, you can look to YouTube to check that out. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this time it's going to be a solid win. And with the table on top, it's just like the whipped cream and cherries on cheat day Sundays. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. One of the things, Michelle was one one of the very first female wrestlers that we had on the show, and she spoke highly of you as a, as a fierce competitor. And one of the things that impressed me about her, and I can already tell from you, is the thing that she kept emphasizing was uh, more professionalism on behalf of the women in the locker room and the example that they set forth in the ring with both their actions and their non-actions, the things that they do and they not do. So I just want to let you know that in spite of your fierce, fierce rivalry that's going on right now, uh, I do believe that there is a level of respect there. Oh, yes, and and please don't misunderstand me. I'm super competitive, so I get mm-hmm. a little I get a little sparta with it sometimes, you know. I start kicking people down long holes, and I get very charged up. But, you know, Michelle was the very first woman that I had come into contact with because prior to that, I had only wrestled men. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a big chunk of my career is intergender. And so right. to meet a woman and she was so warm and so understanding and as her being the veteran it was really comforting to me to have that be my first interaction because i had heard the stories you know of girls being treated poorly of you know mm-hmm. mean or catty things being said and it it made me nervous to you know encounter my first female wrestler because i didn't know what to expect and so right. for her to to be so wonderful you know in person that to me 
set the bar high for myself. Like, okay, so this is how you are. This is what, you know, needs to be brought back. Whether the person is receptive to that or not, that's the level and that's the standard that she holds herself. So I think that's a good example for me to follow as well. So, oh, yeah, that's the respect is definitely there. And it's so I've been lucky to have very few, like I said, you know, even in the, the three years that have passed in my career, to have very few interactions with women that were just flat out terrible. You know, there's, mm-hmm. everybody's got their, their, their horror stories or whatever, but on the whole, I've been so impressed and so happy with the women I've come in contact with. And it's really, to me, changing the face of independent wrestling, especially when women are, are concerned. Speaking of, of other female competitors, I watched some tape of you against Katie T and SWE for the women's title. And yes. I love the way that the match started with you faking the slap <laughs> in the corner. Do we need more faking old school? Bob, what are you talking about? <laughs> I listen, I'm not a licensed referee. I'm not a licensed referee. But I, I, I can see what's going on. I had a better vantage point than the referee did. We'll put it that way. I think so. I, I guess so. I guess so. Do, do we need more old school crowd working like that? Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that Kanye West cut you off, but yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, Bob. But yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Tell gosh. Me why. Yes. And Tell me why. Because because we're losing our audience. Okay. Because Raw and SmackDown are no longer the leading in the numbers when it comes to television anymore. We are losing to, uh, excuse me, MMA and UFC. Like, how how much more evident is it in, in time? The audience is declining because the product isn't changing. It's gotten stagnant. And you don't see storytelling. You hardly see characters. You know, mm-hmm. think about in the, the 80s and the 90s and how different it was when you would see a person come down that ramp. You weren't seeing a, well, sometimes you would, but for the most part, everyone had a different something that they brought to the table. You know, it was it was more of a, a grouping of, of what, for lack of a better word, characters, you know, and now you see a lot of the same body types or builds with different costumes on, and that's mm-hmm. not really built into a character, and that's only my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. but that it, it is evident because where is the McFoley of our time? Mm. You know that that mm-hmm. you don't see that. I don't. No, you don't. So no, you don't. You're right. So. You know what I mean? You don't have those over-the-top characters anymore that draw you into a storyline, you know, that make you want to come back and watch, not out of obligation because it's Monday night, I need to watch Raw, but because something's going on, you know, such and such and such and such. They have, they have built up such a story that I've got to see what's going to happen, and because they're executing the story so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially on independent scene, we have to bring back storytelling. And all storytelling is is psychology. You know, you, you have to bring that back because unless you're running a show or you're at a promotion every single weekend or, you know, every month, 
consistent enough that the same people wouldn't be able to keep up with a particular story, then you have to bring that sort of showmanship back to the match so that people understand that it's not just about flying off the ropes and doing amazing tricks. It's about crafting a picture in the ring for however long you have. If you have 10 minutes, then that means you have to do a full-scale epic movie in 10 minutes in live. You know, it's a play. It's All yeah. it is is a play in front of people, and you have to be able to tell that story so well that at the end of it, people feel like they bought the ticket because that's how they started. We, we sold tickets to the show, so why are we not doing our jobs anymore? Right. See, I'm one of, and I'm, I'm outside my old school guys, you know, so I can't go out there and do a bunch of crazy stuff or I'll pay for that in training. <laughs> <laughs> right. Earlier before you came on the air, I, I, I said, thank God, Matt Hardy. I'm going to change that. Thank God, Ronnie Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Laura, go ahead. Oh, Lord. Thank God, Bunkhouse Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, Ronnie, I met you at PWX, and I wanted to thank yes. you for being so nice to me, even though oh my, my gosh, I was so were, excited. <laughs> we're cheering for Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> you came by. You were fine. We were just kind of, <laughs> we, and we were just kind of like, uh, and you're like, uh-uh, I'm going to hug you for that. <laughs> Well, listen, first of all, I came around there full of energy because I was charged up. And I stopped and I looked and I was like, yes, I was charged up. Well, I did have two energy drinks. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes if I (laughs) drink too many, I go a little spazzy. But I was like, I came flying around the ring and I was like, wait a minute. I don't like this. You better turn those frowns upside down. It was, you know, your faces just caught me. So I had to. I had to. But, um, no, yeah, and it was so fun. It was so exciting to meet you and chat with you. And I love your your outfit, by the way. You look super cute. Sorry, Bob. Well, girl moment. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah, he's used to it. <laughs> well, you know, you were talking about training and you know how you'd pay for it if you didn't, you know, if you did something totally, I guess, off the wall or whatever. Um, how long have you been wrestling, and with whom are you training right now? Um, three years, and currently, right now, I'm training at the Fracture Factory um, owned by C.W. Anderson's cousin, Dan Wright. Um, and originally, I was trained by Nightstick Eddie Brown and C.W., but I'm currently training with um, Lou Marconi and ECW's Chili Willie, which is super intense. <laughs> Yes, I, uh, I said I was him, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you know what I mean, right? Like <laughs> and I'm I'm I said I was an E C W girl, well he's testing it. So <laughs> it's uh I'm I'm excited though because it's just another like I said, wrestling is constant learning. So having the opportunity to train um originally with two wonderful wrestlers and especially, you know, with C W have the opportunity to work with him. It it's kind of molded me and helping to make me a more well-rounded person. So when I go different places and I encounter different styles and when I am asked to do different things, it's not like, huh, what? You know, because I've I've worked on it and learned from from people who've been all over the world. And I hope to also soon be traveling uh, internationally myself. 
So, wow. you know, uh, yeah, got to not, can't, you know, go into it too much yet, but I'm excited. But, um, you know, um, I, that'll, that's preparing me for that, those endeavors, you know, but, uh, yeah, he's super intense. Lou is super intense, but of course he's the world's most interesting wrestler. So he would expect exactly. nothing less, but they're exactly. all old school, you know, and that to me is just like with anything, it's, the classics are always going to be the classics. And so old school wrestling is always going to be that. It's always going to be that classic storytelling grounded in actually being able to wrestle and work the crowd into what you're doing. And if you are able to do that, then you'll be able to go anywhere. But knowing how to do a little bit of everything helps. And so I'm I'm a little spoiled, you know, because I'm getting such such a wonderful experience and and training and even through the sweat and the the mishaps because I've got a goose egg on my forehead right now from training on Tuesday. Um, wow. <laughs> I still, oh yeah, it's oh it's so sexy, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I can shade this out with my makeup. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I can't. So I'm just wearing oh, my man. bangs down right now. You know, I'm wearing my bangs That's down. My I look a little, bang. you know. Right, <laughs> but I'm I'm lucky, you know. I'm lucky to to be able to to work with the people I have and to wrestle the men and women that I've had the opportunity to wrestle because not everyone can say they're they're going to have that experience, you know, and not everyone is going to to be able to be around people who have done such wonderful things for wrestling. So I'm I feel like a little lucky duck. <laughs> I would I would say so. I would say so. Um let's talk about you know I also saw you um at Firestar Pro Wrestling back in June. Yes. At their show and you uh were with Nick the Alpha Manager Darden. Um Yes. It, What's what's your relationship with him, and what are your plans for Firestar Pro Wrestling? And, and it doesn't have to be like um, you know, you know, like that. You know, it could be. You know. No, 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 I know what you mean. Um, it's well, I was actually with uh, just at Firestar last Sunday. Was it last Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when they had a show, and um, my plan for Firestar is to help those raggedy, confused people come to a level of sophistication that only I can do as the first lady of the revolution. Um, I'm rolling with a great group of awesome, talented guys, you know, but the people up there seem to be a little confused and not so supportive of our endeavors. But come December 7th, uh, when I will be making my return to Firestar, they will be surprised at what the gifts I have brought for them. Um, you know, there's a lot of politicking that goes on with Caprice Coleman and Chris Lee. Everyone loves them. They throw the C's up like they're so cool. Okay, well, here's the deal. The revolution has arrived, and they've got uh, a fierce first lady, if I do say so myself. Okay? If you haven't seen the pictures on Facebook, check those out. Uh and we're we're bringing talent, intensity, and and maybe a little comic relief, you know, to to Firestar Pro Wrestling. They need somebody to shake things up, you know. I told Kazone I was available to do so. Um, 
I think I might be getting a little intense for even him, but hey. You, I never seen change without a fire. You know what I'm saying, Bob? You know where I'm coming from. I understand. From. I understand. <laughs> a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Exactly. Exactly. And you know they talk. They treat me so bad up there, guys. They talk about mm. my outfits. Like I plan outfit changes, okay? Because I feel like the people need that. They need a little, a little, little pageantry, okay? I try to plan mm. some cute outfits. I had one girl talking about uh, my underoos, which she could not see. I think she was peeking, if you know what I mean, Bob. Okay, a little funny business going on there. I'm not that way. All right, ma'am. I, I don't, don't peek either. All over Facebook, know. okay? Such mm-hmm. such negativity. Such negativity. Oh, oh, But, you know, December 7th, I think they'll be, they'll be back on our side. They'll be supportive of us. They will see that the revolution is just there to create change and entertain at the highest level possible. Awesome. What it sounds like is that you're dealing with you're, you're dealing with a lot of uncultured, what I call uh, slack-jawed mouth breathers. There you know we go, I mean? Bob. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Just like and, a goldfish in a bowl, you know, yeah. just, just open and close, but nothing's coming right. out. And, you know, and, and just two, for little, the... uh, two little girls attacked me, okay? Ugh. They were verbally attacking me. I did not know, one, Bob, if they were legal, okay? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Didn't see any I papers, understand. Yeah. okay? I I've got friends at INS. I told them I would be willing to make a call, and that got some of that noise, you know, hushed mm-hmm. up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I will, I will bring more education. Again, since it's December, I will be bringing gifts. So hopefully at that time they will they will they will then see what what's really up, you know. I I'm not understand. this villain they paint me to be, Bob. I'm not. I, I trust me. I know. I know. Because <laughs> yeah, Bob has a hard time too. Because cause people try to look at his underoos too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not going to go there. Will we be seeing you in the cast of Magic Mike 2? Well, you know, a lot of people want to compare me to Mark Harmon, but there's really no comparison because I'm much better looking than Mark Harmon. God, first it was Matt Hardy, and now it's know. I don't know if I can agree with you there because my mom and I are tied for, you know, Team Mark Harmon. He is quite the silver fox. Okay. I, I understand. I'll I let understand. him slap me on the back of the head any day. You know? No kidding. No, no kidding. kidding. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh you losing the fight now, Bob. Swimming in the I sea am. of estrogen. A slippery slope of peaking, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And speaking of, you know, the sea of estrogen, uh, North Carolina doesn't seem to have a lot of women wrestlers, whereas other parts of the country do. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I honestly don't know because this is like the heart of wrestling. <laughs> you know? So you would think that women would really would really take to to it. But on the other hand, it does take a particular type of individual to to wrestle. Um and I can say from personal experience, the women in my family are very disapproving of me being a wrestler. Um mm. <laughs> because we are a southern family. So, you know, I don't know if it's the you need to be a southern belle and be ladylike, 
you know, sports are fine, but this is a bit much. I don't know if it's that or, you know, just the the resources for women, especially to have consistent places to showcase their talents. I don't know if that plays a, plays a factor, but you're right. It's, I have to do a lot of traveling out of the state in order to uh, encounter women on a consistent basis, which is why so much of my career has been intergender. But, you know, whoever you put in that ring, they're going to get She-Hulk smashed. So it is what it is. I like that. She-Hulk <laughs> smashed. <laughs> I like that. She-Hulk's <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, yes, I love and, her. And you were talking about the intergender, um, and we've talked to our other guests about intergender wrestling, and it seems to be the rage right now, or, you know, the end thing. And uh, you wrestled men, including last week's guest, Zane Riley. Uh, When wrestling men, do they pull no punches, or do they take into account you're a woman? Um, Some do, and those that do, I tell them to stop being kitties. And <laughs> and wrestle me like I am uh, a regular guy. But there are a lot of purists, and I say that, you know, lovingly, who believe that intergender wrestling should be done one way and one way only. Um, and I... I don't know if I 100% agree because I've seen some wonderful intergender matches that have told stories that made both parties look strong in their own respects. You know, no one really believes that a, a woman is going to punch through a man's stomach like, you know, without some sort of mutant ability, okay? But the right. fact of the matter is is a woman is able to get in the ring or in any sort of, you know, combative sport and, and hold her own. That's the only thing. You know, it is not in any way to break down the abilities of a man. In mm-hmm. in my in some respects, I I like wrestling the guys because the ones who are willing to wrestle me, it shows them that they respect me enough to get in the ring with me because there are those who just flat out won't. And to have the privilege to work with a guy, especially someone who has been working for a long time or, you know, that has wonderful wrestling and technical abilities, it's good because I learned so much and and I am able to help other women who want to learn that as well, you know, because oftentimes women wrestlers don't do as much chain wrestling, not as much as you would see, you know, especially not up up top. Well, you know, with NXT things are changing, but in the past you haven't seen women do a lot of things that would wow people. And so to have, the ability to learn from women and men and combine that with what my trainers have taught me, it helps create that wow factor. And so, um, you know, when guys get in the ring with me and and with girls, you know, we're not in there to, to beat each other down in, by any means, but if you aren't able to take a punch or a kick, then you really shouldn't be wrestling because it's a contact activity. You know, you're going to get... <laughs> Things might be a little stiff. Things may be a little snug, you know, and that's okay because 
we're supposed to be telling a story and we're supposed to be doing something safely but realistically. You know, when people do things like pull back on punches or, you know, they they do a, a clothesline and you can see them lifting their arm up, you know, that, that kind of thing looks bad. And when you're, you know, the audience isn't dumb. They can see those things, you know, especially... Mm-hmm. If you're on TV, we can pause that. <laughs> you know, we can rewind right. it. We can, we can clip it and and send it to someone on Facebook. Like, why would you even want that to be put out into the ether? Because once it's out there, it's out there. You can't get stuff like that back. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, independent on the independent scene, if we are supposed to be chopping each other, and you're, you know, giving me a little pat, the guy in the front row is gonna see that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to know that you're not being authentic. Where if I'm giving you a forearm and, you know, you're just standing there looking at me, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the audience can read when things don't look right. And if you aren't going to put your all into it and 100% into it, why are you there in the first place? And especially with me. You know, I I train a lot. And I work out a lot because wrestling is my life. And so I owe it to the person that I'm wrestling to give them 100%, if not more, of what I have for every performance and for every person. And so you can't cheat your your opponent either. Ronnie, do you feel like taking a call? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. All right, let's see who this is. 704, you're on with live from the Armory and Ronnie Nicole. Hi, Ronnie Nicole. Long-time fan, first-time caller. Hello. <laughs> Hi, it's Zane. Oh, my gosh. Zane, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Zane, right. I hate you, but I love you. But I hate you. <laughs> I know. I had to call in. Oh, my I had gosh. to call in because you're, you're talking beard. about wrestling dudes, and then who better to talk about than the wrestling husband? Yes, you are my husband. <laughs> we have spent the entire summer wrestling one another. I think we're at about yes. a best of 11 series, uh, tied up, solid. <laughs> Probably. If that is, it might be the best of, like, a 50 series, but, you know. <laughs> or more, but <laughs> oh. they all start we, to bleed we together after the second uh, match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't hit the fall, uh, the fall rib fest season yet. Oh, oh! I'm gonna enjoy uh, I just wanted to call in real fast. <laughs> oh, we gotta! I just wanted to call in real fast and uh, just say that Ryan Nicole is a super solid hand. She is a phenomenal uh, female wrestler uh, and worker. Uh, not not a diva because uh, she is not that, and she will yell at you because uh, I saw it happen. <laughs> Ryan Nicole is amazing, and she is a positive addition to everyone's show. Uh, just to go ahead and put it out there a little bit more, uh, my favorite memory of Ryan Nicole ever, uh, the very first time I met her, it was in Greensboro. No, no, it was the Winston-Salem. It was Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she was kind of to herself with a couple guys that she knew. And so I was like, oh, just some other girl that probably doesn't belong here. Um, 
this shit worker walks in and goes, or not worker, he's a weekend warrior. This shit ass weekend warrior <laughs> walks in and goes, damn girl, you must be one of those divas. <laughs> and she hops to her feet so quick and goes, I am a female worker. Uh, I am no diva, but I am a worker. And ever since then, I was in love with Ryan Nicole. And ever since then, I've gone out of my way to make sure that I worked her and put her over because that was the best answer I've ever heard in my entire life. And she strikes me, at, at that moment, she struck me as a girl that fucking got it. Like, she understood what wrestling was and what she was doing there and why she belonged there, and that was the best answer I've ever heard. So. Thank you, Ronnie, for 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 making me believe in ladies wrestling again. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Zane. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you. So everybody, go out there and book Ronnie, uh, and then book me to wrestle her because it's the easiest thing in the world. She's so damn it's good. It's so much fun. <laughs> no, you're so good. <laughs> I love your beard. <laughs> I love you. All right, that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to call in for that little bit of a that story and that little bit of a push. So. Thank you very much Thank for calling you, in, Zane. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. guys. You guys have a good night. Bye, Bye Ronnie. I love you. See you soon. Love Aww. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Zane. <laughs> there it oh goes, Zane. Oh Lord! <laughs> Lord, I love him, Ronnie. Let me uh, let me play devil's advocate for a moment with intergen with intergender or mixed tag wrestling. Uh, the violence directed towards women by men, given the light of recent events, do you feel that mm. these matches will be continued to be booked by promoters? Oh, Bob, you know, when all this stuff first started coming out, that was my first thought. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I know that's awful and selfish, but I was like, dude, but nobody's going to want to see that right now. Because, mm. honestly, you know, I've heard when I first started wrestling intergender, that was one of the things that I heard um, from a veteran wrestler who was like, you need to be very careful about how you do this in front of this particular audience. We actually have women here who were in abusive relationships. And so for me, that was a lot of pressure because in no way ever would I wrestle intergender, excuse me, do I want to represent or advocate, you know, for women to just be beat up on, on you know, women or, you know, anyone lesser or, or I don't want to advocate violence, okay? Right. <laughs> Even though this 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 activity is violent, but right. we we have tailored our sport in a way that we can continuously do it and not harm each other, you know. And we can we can do things in a way that are extremely safe. They can be altered to be a little bit snug or unsafe if necessary, you know. But on the whole, we're not trying to go out there and um, just just beat each other and and have no reason, which to me also is why the storytelling is important. 
because mm-hmm. with wrestling there is a story involved. And often with intergender, it is the story of the man is stronger and better and the woman is lesser and weaker, you know. But it isn't to say that in life that that needs to be transposed. You know, this isn't a situation where life needs to imitate art at all. Um, I train with guys. I wrestle men because um, that's what's around. <laughs> right. You know, uh, when I started training, there were no women at the training school. Um, well, actually, when I was with Eddie in Fayetteville, Mia Svensson was there, and so she was the only female that I had the opportunity to train with. And so when I moved to um, train with CW and, uh, you know, Lou and Victor Andrews and Chili, there were, again, no women there. So I have to learn how to take a stiffer shot just because men are stronger by nature, you know, but that doesn't mean that any woman off the street needs to try to jump in the ring and do that without being properly taught how to do so. Mm -hmm. Well, I know Um, that from, I know that from watching, I watched a match between you and Tim Renton. And I thought the match yeah. was tastefully done. And I think what a lot of people forget, and I've forgotten, you know, you know, the years seem to run together. Intergender wrestling has been around for a long time. And I think what's happened is that back in the day when you would have it, it would always be the man against the man. And if, the, if the, the woman got tagged in, she quickly tagged back out or it involved a cheap shot. It just seems like the progression, you know, where now we have full matches. Do you know what I right. mean? I, th- I think that progression right. has moved forward, and that's that's where the line can get blurred. And we'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But continue on with your thought. Well, I I was concerned because of the way, especially when you watch the video in the elevator, like the, and I've been hit like that on accident, um, and it didn't knock me out. But I I saw little cartoon birds, you know, and I kept right. it moving. But, you know, because guys are strong. And sometimes when I say, you know, hit me like a guy, I you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I probably should have said maybe like half guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I've gotten a couple right. chops where I'm like, okay, guys, yeah, I got two things up here that hurt when you do that. Okay. You know, <laughs> but. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, on the whole, I've I feel like I've been coached enough and I've put done enough to my body on my own where something like that is gonna affect me a little bit differently than someone who's never been put in that situation. Now I am also a big advocate for women and self defense. Um, Mm -hmm. and knowing how to protect yourself. And I encourage, you know, I've taken my girlfriends to training with me before just for the simple fact that some of the things we do, you can use as um, Mm self-defense in certain ways. And uh, it's important for people just as the world becomes a little bit darker, you know, to know how to protect themselves if they come into contact with someone who does wish to do them harm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it is a concern of mine because, Already, especially being in the South, okay, mm-hmm. you know, promoters are not super fans of intergender. I've gotten so lucky with opportunity, you know, with some promoters who are like, oh, yeah, like um, Wasa Wasa, Ray Perez at UIW, 
He and um, he has no problem letting me, you know, wrestle with Zane. And I love getting the opportunity to work with him because, like he said, it's easy. He's very old school, so he likes to do the storytelling and keep it old school, which I love. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, then there are other promoters who I will reach out to, and they don't have a women's division, so they can't bring me in. And when I mention that I wrestle intergender, they're like, yeah, well, we don't really want to put none of our boys in that position. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. well... Right. You and your boys have a good show and holler <laughs> at me when you got a girl, <laughs> you know, because right. there's nothing I could do. I can't, I can't change their minds about it until they see it done, you know, and until, you know, people realize that it can be done, like you said, tastefully, mm-hmm. then, you know, it'll, I think, like you said, the trend is going more towards having these longer matches because more women are able to do that. I'm personally not a fan of the gimmicky uh, intergender matches, you know, where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of sexual innuendo or, you know, stuff that's not appropriate but just fills the time and the space when you could actually be wrestling. (laughs) Because that's what I want to do. You know, I would like to actually wrestle. Let's treat this, hey, like we're wrestlers and we're going to have a wrestling match. Crazy right. idea, right? You know, right. that's yeah, the yeah. that I have because that's Wrestling's all I want to do. Right. <laughs> right. Re- Wrestling's so on do the it. bill. It doesn't, right. You know, it doesn't matter that you have pecs and I have breasts. You know, we can both make them bounce. If you want to do that during the match, we'll work it out, whatever. <laughs> right. I just want to go out there and have a good, tell a good story and have a good time, you know. <laughs> right, right. And, and But so you run into guys who are – you know, not so gracious as Zane is, and to them, you know, getting the win is the end, you know. Woo, mm. testosterone, have it. It's okay. Like, there's a way for you to look strong and for myself to look strong and for us to tell a good story because it's not, for me, it's not be out going out there and being a woman and beating up on a man. That's not what it's about. I want to go tell a story and have a good time. It just happens to be that, Around where I am, if I'm staying at home to wrestle, I have to work intergender, you know. So it's not any trying to be an Amazon or anything, because I don't know if y'all know, but I'm pint-sized. So, (laughs) you know, there's only so much uh, Amazon, she-woman, Wonder Woman that I can do, because I'm little. Right. (laughs) That's not really believable. You know, I'm strong, but I'm little. (laughs) I want to I want to venture to the other end of the spectrum for a moment. Recently, I have seen pictures of Sassy Steph, former show guest, holding down a bloody Lefisto at WSU, and we've mm-hmm. seen the pictures of Candice LeRae, bloody in PD, PWG, Hudson mm-hmm. Envy. She's a former show guest in Mexico, bleeding. Is this necessary, in your opinion, for women getting busted open in matches? I don't know, Bob. I'm so conflicted because when I first started wrestling, my biggest fantasy was to do a ridiculous hardcore match, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm talking, you know, fire, barbed wire, you know, baseball bats wrapped in, in... and barbed wire with nails sticking out, like just crazy over-the-top stuff. And I'm talking about it, and the guys at training are like, sit down. You're doing (laughs) – calm down. You are absolutely doing too much. Please relax. 
okay, your first match will probably be five minutes, if that long. Let's get back to taking, you know, running these ropes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thinking, yes, awesome, cool. And then I realized, you know, that's me having to bleed. <laughs> you know, right. Bob, I have a hard time when it's that time of the month for me, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if this is something I'm interested in any longer, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm also anemic, so I don't want it to be a situation where I've been bleeding for, you know, three or four minutes, and then all of a sudden I black out, and everybody thinks this is a part of the show. Well, no, guys, it's not. Low iron, help me out. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> so, so I don't know. You know, right. I know when I do eventually have a hardcore match, it's gonna be, it's gonna get there. But right now, I'm really enjoying the type of matches I've been having. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe one day when I do a customs, I'll get that request, and I'll just have to bite the bullet and, or you know, bite the blade and uh, <laughs> and uh, right. do what needs to be done. But uh, I'm not a huge, huge fan of blood. I don't know why I thought it was going to be so awesome. I guess it's awesome when it's not you, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Then when, it's, exactly. when it's you, you start thinking about it a little bit more. Like, eh, well, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Plus, when i got to cool get blood it's... out of my hair. Oh, right. so much work, Bob. So much so work. It's always cool when somebody else is dropping 10 feet into the barbed wire as long as it's not you, you know? Right. You know, if I could just get a kick... If I could kick them Spartan style into like the barbed wire pit or something, they're like, ah, you know, and then I hop off <laughs> safely. <laughs> I hear you. know, you. I'll take some thumbtacks or maybe you know a, a little something to the back, but I, come on, I don't know about my my face, Bob. That's my money maker. Yeah. You hear uh, me? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Are you I'm hearing hearing me? to say that. That's the money maker. <laughs> Why are you hear me? Yes. <laughs> If Ronnie Nicole wasn't wrestling, what would she be doing? Oh, my gosh. You know, years ago, I probably would have said working in the fashion industry and doing something for Fashion Week in New York. But honestly, I think I would be a teacher. Really? I just... That's awesome. Yes. I've always kind of gravitated to that in some way, um or helping people in some way, you know, learning, whether it be through instructing dance or cheerleading or tutoring or, you know, any, or music, whatever I've done in the arts in my life, I've always found a way to either instruct someone or help someone with it. So I feel like if wrestling hadn't had such a call to me, that that would have, would have been where I ended up. And it's so funny because when I was a little girl, my mom was, she was like, you're going to end up teaching because she briefly taught before she got into the medical industry. And um, I told her, no, I'm not going to do that. Teachers are poor. They don't make any money. and (laughs) They have to deal with annoying kids. And you should see the kids in my class. They are terrible. But as I got older, you know, I worked for a program, um, Project Heart when I was in college, and I was actually in charge of my own group of students for a period during the day, and I honestly loved it. You know, mm-hmm. they were a bit unruly, but it's all how you interact with them, you know, and you build that rapport with them and build that respect with them so that they understand, hey, we're here to learn, we can have fun, but you you got to get you got to get out of this what I'm giving you, you know, <laughs> you know, we'll party right. at the end. 
But right. um, I think that's where I would have ended up, you know. Uh, I went through the thing where as a kid where I wanted to be a doctor and a lawyer and an astronaut and, you know, a ballerina. And at some one point I thought I was actually going to be a ninja. I thought you could, like, go to a place and apply to be a ninja. Like, as a child, I really thought this was what it was. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go to college, and when I get out, I go to this place, and they hire you, and you go on missions, and you're a ninja. So, you know, that, that dream was deferred. I had a very active imagination. I still do. I love it, though. I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, licensed ninja. <laughs> Ronnie, yeah. if, if, if people want to see you, in action coming up wrestling, where can they see you at? Um, well, it, it starts the uh, the Halloween tour. October is going to be crazy for No Mercy. I will be everywhere. Um, I will be at All Star Pro Wrestling in Laurel Hill, North Carolina, on the fourth of October. Mm-hmm. October eleventh, Dynamite Diva. You're going through a table. Ha ha ha! Happy holidays. Uh, high volume pro wrestling in Kinston. I will be facing the Dynamite Diva to close out our feud over three different promotions with a win. Uh, please come out and support Ronnie Nicole because you guys will always be on the winning side. Um, on the 18th, I've actually got a pending uh, show in West Virginia. So, guys, stay tuned to my Facebook for the name of that promotion as soon as we are 100% on that. The 24th, I will be at Valkyrie in Brooklyn, New York, Valkyrie Women's Wrestling, facing Asia Pereira. Uh, Asia, I'm I'm really sorry that you are so young in this business and you will have to be defeated so soon. But, you know, there's always next year. And <laughs> then on the 25th, there will, I will be at a taping for uh, New England Wrestling Federation, and um, 31st, of course, is Halloween, and there is nothing more that I would love to do than wrestle, but I think I'm actually going to celebrate with my friends and enjoy the holidays and, you know, I do all, that, the fun, the, all the fun October stuff. Because that's my second favorite holiday. Christmas is first, but I love Halloween. I'm not sure what I'm going to be. I'm toying with a mermaid or Hulk Hogan, so we'll see. You whole cousin. <laughs> I think I think I'm already blonde. You know, I just yeah. need a mustache. There you go. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I think it would be brother? good. <laughs> brother, like <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Ronnie, if if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you at on social media? Okay, um, Facebook uh, slash Ronnie Nicole R. Please send me a request. Uh, those requests that are pending, I will get to you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm so bad about that. Um, on Twitter, at Glitterlicious, just how uh, it sounds, Glitter, L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Uh, tweet mm-hmm. me, say hello. Um, if you follow me and I haven't followed you back, make sure you tweet me because, again, I'm I'm getting into the social media, okay? Right. I didn't have all this right. in my day. <laughs> um, right. What else? What else? Uh, Instagram, Glitterlicious, add fierce to that. Uh, you can see all the pictures of my fun wrestling antics and my cute dogs because I love them. So there's a lot of pictures of my fur babies. 
And um, is that all of them? Facebook. Oh, and YouTube. Just search for Ronnie Nicole, and you'll find Ronnie Nicole Wrestling. I will be having a YouTube channel soon, Bob. So stay tuned for that. Love it. Love it. Very excited. Yeah, but check me out. Follow me. Tweet me. Find me. Right. And I also wanted to tell you, there's one other thing I'd I'd ask you to do. We we have all of our guests uh, record a little bump for us, but I was told to give you a message that Levi says hello. (laughs) And you'll know what that is. Oh, Levi, yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, Bob, who told you you to deliver that? Ronnie, I'm I'm as connected as AT&T. I'm worldwide. (laughs) Oh, good God. I hear you. (laughs) Worldwide. Uh, Worldwide. The last thing that we'd ask you to do is if you could record a little bump for us, if you could say, this is Ronnie Nicole, you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show, or any variation of that, whatever you'd like, we'd greatly appreciate it. And you can go whenever you'd like. Okay. Well, first, thank you, Laura and Bob, so much for having me on the show. I had such a good time, and I really appreciate you all reaching out to me, and I've I've had a blast. Best, best thank show you. ever. Thank you. And this is Ronnie Nicole here with Bob and Laura on the best radio show I've been on, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You guys listen. It's an awesome show. Thank you so much, Ronnie, for being with thank us tonight. You. We appreciate you. No, thank you. Y'all have an awesome night. All right, Ronnie, Thanks, you take Ronnie. care. Take care. Bye. Bye. And there goes Ronnie. What a treat. What a treat she yeah, is. Yeah, she's great. She I really love is Ronnie. great. I love um but before we go on, uh as much as I hate to do this, but it is Matt Hardy. Yeah. Uh, we got a tweet from Mr. Matt Hardy that says, it's okay, Jesus also had doubters. Now, I'm sorry, but I refuse to equate Jesus with Matt Hardy. Let me tell you something. First, first of all, I've told you this before, and I've told the listeners before. It's Matt to me, and it's Mr. Hardy to you. It's Matt. It's Matt Hardy to me. Schmatt Hardy. Hey, Schmatt Hardy. How you doing? How disrespectful! How disrespectful! Thank God, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Hashtag that shit. All right. We had uh, Josh called in very first thing the show, and uh, I know that you saw some posts. I know that I saw some posts. AWE had a pretty successful show this past weekend. So sure did. You need to keep your eye on Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment because they've got some stuff going on down there. And I also read, and I don't think that Josh will mind me saying this because it was on his personal Facebook page, it was out there in public, is that uh, Josh is moving out of the Tampa Bay area. He was running the promotion from remote you know, going to Georgia, coming back, you know. And he is moving back to the Georgia area to be more hands-on. So you can only expect bigger things from Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. So wanted to make sure that we put that out there. 
I also was told, uh, or I was asked, and would certainly would would do that. Uh, if you are interested in going to the upcoming PWX show, uh, this is out on. Uh, you can find it at, at pwxwrestling.com uh, and on Twitter at pwx1wrestling. Uh, that they are waiving all fees on pre-sale tickets for the upcoming yep. show uh, because it's going to guarantee to sell out, folks. And from what I understand, uh, there have already been a lot of seats sold to this show, uh, but all fees on pre-sale are being waived. You already got one. Um, so I know that um, I know that it's going to be a sellout. I also know it's a great thing to get fees waived. So if you're going to PWX, you might want to get your ticket now, get it ahead of time, or I'd hate to see you travel to the show and get to the door and it be sold out. So you might want to do that. We had on here, yeah, it should be a good one. Laura wanted to do another WrestleCade match prediction. So make sure make sure that you get this out to uh, at WrestleCade. The match that we're we're looking at is uh Shane Helms, also formerly known as Hurricane Helms, versus uh a former uh, member of the Nation of Domination, D'Lo Brown. Those two will be squaring off for against one another. Laura, what's your pick? I'm going with stand back. Here comes the hurricane. I'm going to Shane Helms. <laughs> well, one of the rare times that we agree, you know, we agree more than on a rare time. I would agree with you on that pick. I see Shane Helms picking up the win on this because, to be 100% honest with you, I haven't really seen D'Lo Brown doing a whole lot since TNA. No, I haven't either. <clears throat> so... You know, just saying, I know that he was doing road agent work for them after he went off camera. I just see Shane Helms picking up the win on this. I mean, he, you know, that's just kind of the way that I see it. So I guess we can agree on that. Folks, we wanted to, uh, to go on and tell you what next week's guest, next week's guest, Lance Erickson, will be with us, NWA talent. And I think you heard his name mentioned previously, does some work for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, Adrian Armour will be on the show with us next week. So we're looking forward to having Lance Erickson and Adrian Armour on the show. Um, Folks, we certainly appreciate all the support that you've given us. We thank you for listening and tuning in and downloading however you may do it, whether you're doing it through Blog Talk Radio, whether you're doing it through iTunes, or whether you're doing it through our partner, www.fnxnetwork.com. We would also urge you, to visit our clothing partner, strongstylelifeclothing.com. They are rolling out some new shirts this week. If you're on Twitter, they're at SSL Clothing. Uh, There are some really cool shirts coming out. I saw a new circus shirt is out. Uh, A new Strong Style Life slogan shirt is out. I believe that I saw a new Corey Hollis shirt. Yes, that looks nice. Yeah, there are some new shirts. From what I understand, there are eight shirts that are rolling out within the next week, I believe is is what I read. So please visit our partner, StrongStyleLifeClothing.com, and check out what they've got to uh, what they've got to offer in independent wrestling wear. 
Laura, do you have anything you want to add to the folks before we saw, uh, call it a night? Just want to say thanks to everybody for tweeting me tonight. It was great, even Schmidt Hardy. Um, Facebooking me too, loved it. Um, and just want to thank everybody for putting us over the 10,000 uh, download mark. We appreciate it more than you know, and uh, just want to say thanks. Folks, we'll be here again next Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Hashtag, do you listen? And remember, folks, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.